Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast, where we help you prepare for your next trip to Hawaii. Discover the experiences, businesses, and stories that make Hawaii the Aloha State. And now, your host, Brian Murphy. Aloha and welcome to another episode of Hawaii's Best, where we help prepare you for your next trip to Hawaii. I'm your host, Brian Murphy, the owner of Hawaii's Best. And with me again is our good friend, Andrew Fowers, co-founder, CEO of Shaka Guy. What's going on, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Last time I said, this is becoming a thing and it's a thing. So this is a lot of fun. It's cool. I, I just, I've lived here a long time. I know the islands really well and I just love to kind of talk about them and give a chance to have our listeners learn more about these islands. And today, Maui. Yeah, Maui. And we covered Oahu on a previous episode. Kind of, we find ourselves in this island tour travel guide, if you will, over the islands, the four major islands. And today we are talking about Maui or the Valley Isle. And it got us nickname. If you ever been to Maui and you, you land and then you get off the plane and, and, and you're driving, you, you find yourself kind of like right in the smack dab of central Maui. You got Haleakala, the, enormous volcanoes to one side and you got the West Maui mountains to the other side. And that's kind of where it got its nickname, the Valley Isle. Maui is the second largest island in terms of size. And it also includes, when we talk about Maui, there's also, we're talking about Maui County, which includes the islands of Lanai and Molokai. But today we're going to be focusing all about the island of Maui. So Andrew, take us around the island a little bit, break down the different sides, the different regions, and then maybe we can dive into each of those as we get into this. Yeah, definitely. So how we kind of structured this podcast was just basically around the regions first. And for each of these regions, we'll kind of talk a little bit, a bit about what to do there, things to check out, some fun things to check out, restaurants, stuff like that. So just to kind of break it down, if you look at the island it's shaped kind of like a with a big valley in the middle. We have the West Maui, which is a very unique outcropping on the left. And this is the resort areas like Kanapali, Kapalua, and Lahaina. And then in that flat area, we have Central Maui. And this is kind of where we have Iao Valley, Wailuku, we have Kahului, and the airport. Just up the mountains, there's Haleakala, which is this huge mountain, which is basically you know, the entire eastern side of the island, it's uh, unavoidable, right? You see it wherever you go. It's like <laughs> yep. Haleakala, 10,000 foot above the ocean. It's it's crazy. So right on the slopes, they have what's called upcountry Maui. And there you have some cool farms. You have some local businesses. You have just beautiful, nice, cool climates up there. Then you have South Maui, which is actually, if you going from that valley flat area and you drive south, we have Kihei and a South Maui. And this, there's also, if you keep driving, you have Wailea. These are also more of like a bunch of vacation rentals, resort area. Mm -hmm. They have some nice beaches there as well. Some like shopping and restaurants and stuff. And then last but not least, we have East Maui, which is basically, it's most famously known for the road to Hana, but we have Hana Town on the east side and Kaupo on the backside, which is kind of more of the remote side of Maui that people do like to drive around. So that's kind of the rundown on the different parts of the island. And today we discuss trying to go through and discuss these each a little bit one at a time. So much to unpack. And I know we're, we won't be able to get like a deep dive into every you know one, 
every one of those regions and areas and you know best places to eat and, and all that. We'll cover some of that. Probably one of the best ways to do that is we'll link up those types of blog postings in the show notes. So uh, where you're listening to this at the end of this, we'll be sure to link down where you can grab some of the blog postings on Shaka Guide for some a little bit more in-depth overview of these different areas and regions. But Andrew, with all that, let's go ahead and start with West Maui, because chances are, if you've visited Maui, you've probably stayed on West Maui, or you've probably stayed in Kihei area in South Maui. But let's start with West Maui. I mean, West Maui, you do have a mountain range there, but most of the resort area is kind of on the beach side. Right. Beautiful white sand beaches. During the winter months, if you're lucky, you can see whales just right off the beach cresting and breaching. It's just a beautiful view there. You can also see Lanai actually from the West Maui coast there. There are some beautiful beaches in the Kanapali Beach Resort area. There's multiple hotels there. And then we have Kapalua and Lahaina. So those are kind of the three big areas in West Maui Mm -hmm. where there are, you know, variety of shopping, hotels, and some restaurants. One of the most surprising things about West Maui is you may not realize because especially if you do a trip over to Hana, West Maui is really dry. Yeah. But as you're driving in, you're, you'll probably see that pretty quickly. But yeah, it is it is a pretty dry area over there. Yeah. And there's one thing I definitely don't want to forget is before all of these resort areas popped up, I mean, original, it was Lahaina. Right. Lahaina is the original port city. It actually was the capital of the Hawaiian monarchy at, at an earlier time. Anyways, Lahaina is, is an old, fun town there. Nice little walking town with a port, excuse me, um, not a port, but we have many of the big cruise boats anchor offshore and then they they have boats coming in. It actually is an old like whaling community uh, right, back in the yeah. day. So there's a lot of cool like old stories and some history back when it was kind of like kind of like the wild, wild west of, 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 <laughs> of Hawaii. Like that's where you get all the sailors and the bars and like all that <laughs> stuff. But beyond that, there's also a lot of historical and cultural significance. Um, and so what's cool about Lahaina is actually it's, it's a walking town. So there's a bunch of plaques. There's um, like a free walking tour map where you can go and explore some of the historical areas there. So it's a fun town. Definitely recommend checking it out if you go to West Maui. Yeah, it was really cool. Last time we were on Maui, we took Shaka Guide with us, the tour, and we, you know, driving through Lahaina Town and so much of the history, you don't realize as you're driving through, you're just like, oh, this is a cute little town. And it's like the history there is so, is so rich. And it's, you know, not that far from that resort area of Kanapali mm-hmm. that uh, maybe you're, you're probably staying at. So take that in. It also has a cool um, art scene. I'm not sure exactly what that all is looking like right now. Now, when Lahaina is up and running, it just sounds like such a fun, cool vibe. So I can't wait to check that out when things are a bit more normal. And from what I've heard, it it is back. I mean, there's people back. It's really great to see those businesses coming back to life and people coming in. And so, yeah, Maui, West Maui, specifically Lahaina is is a great place to check out. All right. So, you know, you're going to check out, you get all this history and it's cool. You're walking around, you're, you're eating, but you can only like, you know, walk around and eat so much. Like what are some things to do in West Maui area? So once you're kind of done chilling at the resorts, which, yeah. you know, definitely want to spend a few days just like chilling, pool, beach, get sunburn, eat a lot, 
you know, that's, that's what we <laughs> want to do on our vacation. Right. Um, but after that, it's like, okay, I want to get out and explore. So on the West Maui coastline, there are some cool beaches to check out, of course, the resort areas. But if you go past Kapalua on the north side, there's a place called Honolua Bay. It's a sweet surfing spot in the winter, but there's also some really good snorkeling there in the summer when it's less wavy. So there's like a little hike out there. It's, it's kind of a more of a rocky beach, but it's a fun place to check out. You also have DT Fleming's Beach. There's some beaches near Lahaina as well as Slaughterhouse Beach. Slaughterhouse is a little bit more challenging because the parking is limited and you have to like take stairs down. All of these are good for surfing, good for checking out. Some have more parking than others. I think Honolulu is probably your best bet for a, mm. a beach to check out there. But it's just like driving around, like checking out nature and checking out like just the raw ocean. I think that's really pretty. Some other things, though, to check out that are also kind of fun is there are a couple hikes in the West Maui area. Specifically in Kapolua, there's a trail called the Dragon Teeth Trail or Dragon Tooth Trail, depending on who you ask. And <laughs> uh, you can park in the Kapolua area. There is some you know, public parking there, only a few stalls. So if not, you might have to park further out of the resort area and hike in or park at the um, Sundry Mini Mart there and then walk in. But it's a cool little hike. They call it the Dragon Teeth because it looks like dragon teeth on the trail, which are rocks. It's a short hike on the coast, kind of in a peninsula there. So that's fun. Ojai Trail, that one's much further. It's a it's a trail um, really deep into West Maui. So if you're driving around the whole entire West Maui, there's this Ojai Trail that's it's much smaller. And they name it after that because there's a, a plant there that's unique to that area called the Ojai. The coolest thing, which I think to do, which you should definitely do if you're, if you have a rental car, you're driving West Maui is go to the Nakalele blowhole. That is a little bit further. I think from Kapolua, it's like maybe 30 to 45 minutes drive. It's like this natural blowhole when the waves are in the right condition, it launches water like 30, 45 <laughs> feet in the air. It's awesome. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, just some cautions. Make sure you don't get close to the ocean's edge. Sometimes there's big waves that come in and people get hurt. You know, look at the the blowhole from a distance. Take some pictures. Don't get near the blowhole, although some people think they're like invincible, but <laughs> it's really fun. So just check out Nakalele Blowhole if you're out there on West Maui. Yeah. How far up does that drive go on the west side? I mean, it's a full day drive. If you want to do yeah. the whole loop, it's a full day, but just as like a little heads up, if you go past the Nakalele blowhole, the road starts to get more narrow. Sometimes there's no, it's medium all, it's or? a, yeah, no medium. It's a two lane road and that's, that's it. So you really have to be cautious in one part there on the West Maui. It's a one lane road. So you have to like yield to oncoming traffic and it's, it's just a little white knuckle driving. So if you're not familiar or feel confident, driving in some more precarious situations, you know, just avoid driving the whole loop and just turn around after the blowhole. But if you're up for it, we do have the shock guide tour. We do have a tour that takes you out there and around the full circle. I've done it. I think it's fine. But I've talked to some friends and they're thinking like, dude, that was super sketchy, man. Like, <laughs> so be cautious. And if you don't feel up for it, then just turn around. But it's still fun either way. Right. And even if you're if you're staying in the Kaanapali area, the, the beach right there, I know we kind of touched on it, but there's also a lot of 
activities. You know, you can learn to surf. You can, you know, get on an outrigger and that's a, a, um, a cool like morning to get out there and do that. So for sure, yeah, w- waves there are pretty chill. So and the shopping, there's like tons of shopping. Oh, I mean, right. Uh, Whaler's a, Village. Whaler's Village, Whaler's Museum, yeah. you know, a bunch of restaurants and stuff there. So just I'm not going to recommend one in particular because there's too many yeah. to recommend, but just go check out some local food, try some of their fish. I mean, it's all really fresh. Right. All right. So that's, I think, a good overview of West Maui, where you'll probably spend, I would say, majority of your time if your your hotel is over there. Going back over to central Maui, Andrew, as you drive in, in between West Maui Mountains and Haleakala, what can we explore central Maui area? So actually, central Maui has kind of been going through some transition. It used to be a bunch of cane fields where they grew sugar cane for many, many generations. Now it's kind of switched over to other things like hemp. They also have a cool like sunflower garden out there you can check out. But if you're looking at central Maui, it's kind of broken up into basically two cities that, that connect. And one is Kahului, which is the airport and kind of the main area. Mm-hmm. Then we have Wailuku, which is more like locals, older town but it has a fun little walking area there as well. Not a lot of visitors spend a lot of time in the central Maui unless you're staying there. They do have the Queen Kahumanu Shopping Center, which is like kind of the biggest mall out there. They also have Maui Ocean Center kind of in that central Maui area. The other thing I like to check out on the central Maui is actually the EL Valley. So that actually takes you into the valley there. It's a cool state park and a little walking there next to the river. So those are some of the things to check out. There's also some petroglyphs you can check out. It's near the Maui Ocean Center area and also some good food um, as well. Mama's Fish House is like legendary. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like really good fresh fish, little pricey, need advanced reservation. But I mean, everyone's asking like, oh, I want to go to Mama's Fish House. So recommend checking out if you have the chance. If not, there's some also some great alternatives the Paea Fish Market is, I think, on par with Mama's Fish House, uh-huh. and it's more of a fast, casual setup. Yeah. What about any any beaches over in that area? Yeah. So the beaches to check out would be like Hokipa Beach. Mm-hmm. That's like the windsurfing, kite surfing capital of the world. I swear. Like every time you drive by, there are tons and tons of <laughs> windsurfers and kite surfers. When the conditions are right, you can. They get launched like. 50 feet in the air, not even joking. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So super cool to to kind of just watch from the distance. Yeah. And the other cool anomaly there in Hokipa is turtles like to nest to nap there at night. Mm. So if you kind of go during the evening, you'll see a bunch of like black rocks. And if you look closely, like there's a lot of turtles there that are also just kind of chilling out, camouflage like. Of course, you know, keep your distance, but just take pictures. Right. The other one to check out is Jaws. This is a unique beach because it's probably the biggest surf in the United States. When it's going off, it's up to 40 foot high surf. It's very, very unique conditions to get that way. Normally, it's like a lake. It's very like no waves at all. But in the right conditions, one or two times a year, Jaws is legendary, huge surf. And it's so big, they have to get towed in by a jet ski. It's kind of like a a dirt road to get out there. But I mean, if it's going, check it out. But it's it's very rare that it does. Awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people have heard of Jaws or the legend of Jaws. And yeah, that's kind of where you'll you'll find that. Um, Okay, 
upcountry Maui and Haleakala, that's probably one of the like on everyone's must do list. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So upcountry Maui, it's about 30 minutes from Kahului in the airport. You have to drive uphill, of course. It's the major town there is like Kula, but they also have Makawao. And Makawao is more of a country cowboy town. Some cool eats there, nice little walking community, quaint little boutiques and stuff. Makawao, check out that. And then Kula, a lot of like Airbnb or vacation rentals kind of spread out in the area. There are a few hotels, but not many. What people like to do in Kula and the upcountry area is actually check out all these cool farms. Like what's unique about upcountry is it's in the shadow of Haleakala. And so the clouds kind of get blocked there and which creates a nice Mm -hmm. moist environment. So it's super different (laughs) compared to West Maui where it's dry. Upcountry is much more wet, green. So there's some cool farms to check out if you have a chance. Ali'i Kula Lavender Farm is a good one. Protea Farm, they have some tours there. Kula Country Farms, the Maui Winery, which they have like this cool like pineapple wine. And then the Surfing Goat Dairy, where they make goat chocolate and goat cheese and stuff like that. My favorite is actually the Kula Botanical Garden. That one is paid admission, but it's like totally worth it. It's this is really old nicely maintained botanical garden to check out. I, I went there with my family a while back and we actually did some some photos there that we still have up on our wall. That's cool. Any of those farms are nice to check out. You know, some of them have farm tours where they take you on a tour. Some you can just kind of self-guide and browse. It just kind of depends on what you're interested in. Okay. Now let's go ahead and get to Haleakala. Yeah. So specifically Haleakala, it's like, okay, you've checked out the farms. Now let's go up the mountain. All right. So it goes very steep for a very short distance. So it has a lot of switchbacks. Along the way, you'll just start to see more and more and more of the valley. Eventually, it'll start to open up to where you can see inside the Haleakala crater, which is actually about the size of Manhattan Island. That's how big the crater is. So as you go up, there's three or four viewpoints that we recommend in the Shaka Guide tour where you can stop and and like check out different perspectives of the crater. There's also some fun hikes to check out as you make your way up, up the mountain. We have the Hosmer Grove, which is kind of near the front entrance. They also have the Hale Ma'u Crater Hike, as well as the Sliding Sands Trail. Those you can do in certain parts, like there and back two mile or maybe a there and back half mile. I mean, when you're so high up, like a half mile feels like three miles because <laughs> <laughs> right. the oxygen is and so the elevation, low. right? Yeah. The elevation yeah. is like, dude, like I cannot <laughs> like go as far as I thought. So there's some fun hiking, but if you're not up for hiking, I mean, just driving it and getting some cool photos and then going to the summit and seeing the view, it's totally worth it. It easily can be done in about a half day, but mm. it can also take up to a full day if you really want to just take your time um, and see the sites. And one other thing to mention is Haleakala has a ton of legends and stories about about Maui, the demigod, about how he lassoed the sun, mm-hmm. just some fun stories there. And Maui, the Hawaiian Superman is, is the song there. Brother is. So it definitely has some epic views, clouds. I mean, they call it the sea of clouds, actually, because when the weather's right, 
all you see is an ocean of clouds and there's like, right. and then the, yeah. that's where the sun rises. So beautiful sunrise, very cold in the morning, but definitely worth it. If you have the time, check it out. Haleakala. So one of the things with Haleakala, I mean, it's on everyone's, like you, like you mentioned, it's on everyone's to-do list. And especially right now during the time that we're in, Andrew, what, um, if someone wants to see a sunrise, what are some of the steps, you know, right now to be aware of? Yeah. So first of all, if you want to go to the, see the sunrise, you need an, an advanced reservation and you can go to the national park website. There's a place to do it. It only costs a couple bucks and you only need a reservation from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. After that, it's just normal uh, national park price admission. But specifically for the sunrise, you need that reservation. That's just to control the crowds a little bit at the mountain because there's not a lot of parking up there. But other than that, if you want to go any other time or even sunset, which is also a nice alternative, you don't need a reservation there. Okay. Going to South Maui, and if you are traveling to Maui, this is probably the other area. If you're not staying in West Maui, you're probably over in uh, South Maui. It's a bit dry and sunny over there as well. What do you want to talk about with South Maui, uh, Andrew? So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about South Maui. So it's about 30-minute drive from Kahului. Mm -hmm. Beautiful resort area. There are a bunch of beaches along the, the drive there. So basically you have resorts on the, as you're driving down, you know, the, the Kihei and Wailea, there's hotels and some resorts, kind of like more smaller ones. You don't get a lot of big hotels in Kihei. And then some beaches on the right. As you continue to go down, there is the Wailea area and there's some big shopping area there. There's also some bigger hotels to mm -hmm. check out as you make your way down into Wailea. Some of those are pretty high-end hotels. And then further down into the end of the road, you have McKenna and there's some beaches there and some snorkeling to check out. From this area, they also pick up their tours for the snorkeling tour for Molokini. And that's where you can pick up to see the take a boat out to the Molokini Island there to check out the snorkel tour. Other than that, I mean, South Maui is pretty basic. Yeah. It's more for people just to chill, resort, beach, mm -hmm. similar to West Maui. Right. Just a lot of great options just to kind of hang out. Before Andrew and I continue our conversation about Maui, the team at Shaka Guide made available an epic blog post that we have linked out on our page. You can go to hawaiisbesttravel.com slash episode 61. That's episode 61. And you'll be able to find where you can get that blog post that goes into even more in depth about planning a trip to Maui. I'm excited for the second part of this conversation because we're going to dive into the east side, which is the road to Hana. And that's something you're not going to want to miss. So thanks again for listening. If you found value in this conversation already and it, has it helped you, we just ask that you would kindly hit subscribe, leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now. That would be a huge thing. So thank you so much for, for considering to do that. And right now, let's go ahead and jump back into my conversation with Andrew from Shaka Guide. Now, probably like the, the most epic East Maui road to Hana. Let's unpack some of what it is, some of the history, and some, I think, probably more so right now, the etiquette and some things to be aware of if you're wanting to put road to Hana on your to-do list. 
Yeah. So if you want to check out East Maui, it really is the road to Hana is the way in, right? That road actually, you can drive all the way around the island or you can just drive to Hana and back. If you are not wanting to do a long road trip with a bunch of turns and see waterfalls, then the road to Hana may not be for you. I've heard some people <laughs> like, it's too intense, it's too long, you know, yeah. and they're not up for it. But if you're up for an adventure yeah. and you want to really see the real authentic side of Maui, then I think the road to Hana is, is a lot of fun for families. Back in the 80s, they made this cassette tape where you push play and it would talk and tell you where to go and check out different stops along the road to Hana. Then it was like a CD. Uh, now there's like an app for it. So I'm going to try to give you an overview of what that experience will be like. But bottom line is it makes most sense to check out an app. Shaka Guide also has an app for the road to Hana where we have a driving tour that will take you in and, and talk story and tell you some of the cool stops to check out along the way. But just really quick to unpack it, it's a one and a half lane highway, sometimes two lanes. And it's about 64 miles from Paea Town all the way into Hana, 620 curves as well as 59 bridges. And some of those bridges are one lane bridges. So it's a lot of turns, a lot of curvy curves. Uh, right. But in in that area, there's, I think, 13 something possible waterfalls to check out. Some of the, the top spots that people like to check out on the road to Hana is Twin Falls, also the Wayanapanapa State Park, which you currently need a reservation mm -hmm. to go to, similar to Haleakala. Also known as the Black Sand Beach, yeah? Yeah, so Wayanapanapa is known as the Black Sand Beach. There's a walking area. It's beautiful. They're just trying to limit the number of people at the same time. And that's the reason for the reservation system. Gotcha. But some other fun stops I think are is Hana Town itself. You can go into Hana and there's a little bay there you can check out. Uh, I recommend like getting some food in Hana Town and then going to the beach to watch, you know, watch the waves and stuff. If you're adventurous and you want to push a little bit further, you can turn around after Hana Town and just go back. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You want to push a little further you can go all the way to what's called the Seven Sacred Pools or the Seven Sacred Falls and the PPY Trail, which is in the Kipahulu District of the Haleakala National Park. And this is a beautiful, well-maintained part of the national parks where you can swim. Sometimes the swimming is closed if there's been recent flooding or flash flooding. But if you can't swim, the PPY Trail is beautiful as well. It's a it's a hike that you can see two waterfalls as you hike up. And if you go all the way to the end, you can see this uh, Waimoko Falls and, and hike through this cool bamboo forest. So definitely something to check out if you go into the Haleakala, the Kipahulu side, they're called the Seven Sacred Pools. Yeah, that the bamboo forest, that's where you can find that. That's one of those. I know whenever we'll, we're, we'll post about it, you know, you get some people, Where, where's that on Maui? And I don't know that. Yeah, that's that's where you could find that. So now this is like an all day adventure and I'm sure it takes all day, especially if you're, <laughs> you know, you're on staying on West Maui. This is like the whole other side and all the loop-de-loops and all the 59 bridges. Yeah. It, like how long does this take? I mean, if you're good planning to do the road to Hana, it's definitely like an all day thing and even more so. So 
just be prepared that you need to start early, especially if you're staying in the Kapalua or the Kanapali side of the island. It's going to take 45 minutes just right. to get to the, the Paella town. <laughs> so you need to be up at like seven at least, <laughs> driving to Paella, start the road to Hana about 8, 8.30, and you're yeah. good. And then from there, I mean, it seriously will take all day just for you. You'll probably won't even get to Hana town until one o'clock. Yeah. And so that's why I say kind of eat lunch in Hana. But then if you go all the way to the seven sacred pools, I mean, you won't get there till three or four, you know, hang out and swim. There's some bunch of stuff to check out there. And then if you decide to, you have a couple of choices, actually. Once you reach the seven sacred pools, you can either just turn around and it's about two hours drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it feels like it's it's a never-ending drive going there, but actually the, the way back, it, it goes pretty quickly. So plan out about two, two and a half hours on the return trip. If you're wanting to avoid driving at night, just make sure you leave a little ahead of time so you don't get caught in, in the dark. You can drive it at night, but I just it's a little bit safer to do it during the daytime. Yeah, especially this isn't your your normal commute. You want to, <laughs> yeah. It's it, you really have to be cautious because there's a lot of blind curves and yeah. you know cars will come whipping around and you don't want to do any head on. So you really got to take it slow and cautious, especially on the way back when you're kind of like tired. You're like, dude, I want this to be done already. <laughs> um, and that's where you need to be most cautious so you don't get any accidents and stuff. If you don't want to drive the way back and you want to actually drive the entire perimeter of the island, you can. Some rental cars don't allow it. So you need to check with your rental car company. The only reason is it's a dirt road and there are some guardrails where if you're not careful, you could, you know, drive over. But frankly, if you're safe and you drive slow, I think it's totally doable in a two wheel drive vehicle. But again, check with your rental car company on that. The backside to Hana doesn't, is not as green, not as many waterfalls and hikes and stuff, but it's still Mm -hmm. kind of this different experience. So it's totally, this contrast between super wet, like road to Hana and then the backside, it gets dry and there's like wild goats. And like, like <laughs> the other, the last time I did, it was like these cows, like, you know, walking across the road. You're just like, dude, this is right like, on. this is country, man. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then drive, basically drive back into through Kula and then back to Paella town. Mm-hmm. There is no shortcut to, Wailea and Kihei on the backside there. A lot of people think they can just like, you know, hang a left like and go down, but you have to go all the way back to Paea and then all the way back down to Kihei. So anyways, heads up on that. (laughs) Doing Rodahana and even backing up uh, when talking about Haleakala, those are maybe a couple of things would encourage you to do maybe in the beginning of your your trip, especially if you're traveling from the mainland of the U.S., you're probably three to maybe even six hours ahead of you know Hawaii time. So you're naturally going to be getting up at like you know four a.m. and mm-hmm. getting going. So that would be something to you know if you're if you're thinking as Andrew was talking like get a you know leave your hotel by seven. Well, you're probably going <laughs> to be getting up by like four That's anyway. True. So. Another thing to be aware of is the road to Hana also has a lot of locals that use that road as a mm-hmm. as they commute. So just some careful etiquette here. Please be respectful of the locals that travel that road. Um, be cautious. Don't speed. And if someone is driving faster behind you, then just let them pass. Um, right. Again, don't be in a hurry on the road to Hana. Take your time, but also let the local traffic pass because 
I mean, when you get stuck behind uh, a visitor that's like, oh, dang, this is beautiful. And the local's <laughs> like, dude, I do this every day. Get out of the way. <laughs> when you're there, also just remember this is actually someone's home, that people live there and they live on and near the road to Hana so that we as visitors need to be respectful of that. Yeah, definitely. You're visiting this area, keep in the back of your head or maybe in the front of your mind, like this is, this is actually someone's, you know, home. This is, this is where they live. And, and especially right now and even coming off of last year of 2020, resources are super limited on this side of the island. So just being cognizant of that and just being mindful as you're um, enjoying the incredible beauty, but you're not going to find, you know, the Costco, the Target over there. So mm-hmm. whatever you have, make sure you you pack out as well. So bringing, you know, a trash bag, keeping that in the back of your your car and just being um, aware of that. And obviously supporting local there. You got to make sure you get some banana bread. Yeah. Hana. I mean, come I on. Can't forget about the banana <laughs> bread. Yeah. So Auntie Sandy's is a good one. There's also there halfway to Hana. I mean, it's solid. The road to Hana, there's so much to see and do that Shaka Guy does have an app for the road to Hana. And basically, it's a location-based driving tour where we have three options. You can do the classic tour, which will go there and back, or the loop, which will go the perimeter, or the reverse, which is the perimeter, but in the opposite direction. And all of those tours have similar content, similar stops, just in different orders, depending on kind of how you want to manage your time. But it's a lot of fun. We, we do some great storytelling about the Hawaiian history, Hawaiian monarchy, background about the area, specifically Hana and beyond. So check it out if you have a chance on the App Store Shaka Guide. And also a tip there would be to download these tours ahead of time. So at your hotel or even before you, you know, before you leave. So you have them on your device. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Plan in advance. I mean, road to Hana is not something you just kind of wake up and like, oh, let's go do, let's go do the road to Hana. You really have to plan a little bit in advance there. Okay. Thinking about Maui, Maui is one of those places that is kind of a bucket list. You think about Hawaii, you think about Maui and many people visit Maui, they get married in Maui, they renew their vows in Maui, do the family reunion on Maui. And a lot of memories are made on Maui. And we hope that this guide will help to uh, maybe guide you to make some of these memories because that's really what it's all about. Is about enjoying the incredible place of Maui, but also making these memories together with your family. And just one little note, in the show notes, there's a link where we have a very detailed travel guide about Maui where you can kind of read more about what we talked about today. Awesome. We'll definitely link that in the show notes and look out for on both of our, our Instagram accounts and our Facebook pages. You can go to at hawaii's.best or at Shaka Guide, and we'll be sure we will provide all those links as well. So, Andrew, next time we, we get together, we're going to be talking about another island. So be sure you guys subscribe and leave a nice, kind rating below. Appreciate you all. And until <laughs> next time, be well. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe. For more information to help you plan your next trip to Hawaii, visit hawaiisbesttravel.com.